listening to Mike Lochran on the Management Perspectives podcast. Please follow me on LinkedIn and Twitter where I publish all of my podcasts and blogs. Hi, my name is Mike Lochran and this is the Management Perspectives podcast. In today's show, we'll be discussing the future of digital manufacturing. Uh, even before the events of 2020, digitization was making a, a, a huge impact on manufacturing. Um, and we've been talking about Industry 4.0 for, for more than five years now. But I think this last year has seen such a huge step forward in, in everyone's adoption of it for, for many reasons. Um, as organizations, uh, they've, they've no longer had the option to dip the toes in the water, but, but they've had to jump in head first. But what does this all mean for the future? And, and will this rate of change continue? Where's the digital going to take us? Well, to discuss this further, I'm delighted to be joined by Jan Burian, Head of Manufacturing Insights for EMEA IDC, and his colleague, Lorenzo Vernesi, Research Manager at IDC. Jan, Lorenzo, thanks very much for joining me today. Perhaps you could start by telling us a little bit more about yourselves. Thank you, thank you, Mike. Thank you for having us. Um, I'll take it from here. Uh, yeah, so as you already revealed, I'm uh, the um, I'm leading the manufacturing insights team in EMEA, and I'm also co-leading a uh, IDC future of operations practice uh, in EMEA, which is a little bit, uh, I'd say, broader activity we are having in IDC. And uh, I've been with IDC for two years uh, and prior working uh, here I was working for a consulting firms uh, Deloitte and Ernst & Young for almost 11 years uh, as a business consultant focusing on the let's say manufacturing organizations performance improvement digital transformation strategies and so on. Uh, in IDC my focus is mostly on a digital transformation activities within the manufacturing environment. Uh, I'm also quite deep in the topics uh, such as uh, smart maintenance, uh, predictive maintenance, uh, the asset the asset management, uh, quality control and, and so on. Hi, uh, this is uh, Lorenzo Veronesi. Uh, I work uh, in the team of Jan in Manufacturing Insights in IDC and I look after uh, the uh, smart factory at a worldwide level. So I, uh, my research cover, uh, covers everything that concerns what happens in the shop floor uh, and all the different direction that integration is, uh, is, is pushed in this environment. So my 24-7 job is to understand uh, how can technology help companies run smoother and better operations? Brilliant. Many thanks, gents. Many thanks. Right. So let, let's kick this off. I'd, I'd like to kind of explore with, with you both um, what, what, what the current forces are which are shaping manufacturing at present day. Um, where we're at the moment and, and do you think there's going to be change in that over the next three years based upon what we've experienced? Just to, to be able to understand what the future manufacturing is going to look like, uh, it's, in, it's very important to see the, 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 the forces which are really shaping manufacturing nowadays and will be shaping the manufacturing also in, 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 in a close and even far future. And in IDC we defined six key areas, six key forces 
which came out from our uh, our research and discussions with the with the end users uh, as well as uh, with the vendors. And let me just amplify a couple of them uh, where I can or where we can see uh, there's really like a, a huge impact, right? So the first one would be the evolving customer expectations, and that's that's very really interesting because the behavior of the customers have has changed over or during the last one and a half year, right? So this is, and this is not just about the mass customization individualization that was here also before, but now if you, I mean, it doesn't really matter if you are, if you like a, if it's like a business relationship or business to, to consumer, to customer relationship, you know, you have to wait for everything, right? So it's, there's like a long, waiting times for to get any a, a, any type of goods or the products whatever right so so that's the, the time perspective is, is very important here and the many organizations are uh looking at that as a, as a as the opportunity the bed size one lot size one the adaptive production and so on and uh, another interesting force here is that global competition and the price pressure. And what we can see also that, I mean, it's not about having the the the, the competitor who could be threat to your business anymore, right? Because that could be some really like a small startup from the other side of the world, India, whatever, Asia, uh, who could develop some 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 new features, some some new digital product which could totally disrupt your industry and could even kill your business. Right, so that's not just about uh, really like comparing or assessing your business with some with, with, with your direct competitor, but it's now it's really that uncertain uncertainty of what is going what's going to happen in, in your business and who's going to disrupt is it's much bigger than it than it used to be. Right, maybe Lorenzo, if you would like to add a couple of more thoughts here. Yeah, I think that. The, the big thought here is also talking about how this is going to evolve uh, uh, the way companies uh, must must uh, must uh, must tackle these challenges is is really that the fact that this year 2020 actually showed that uh, companies need more and more automation uh, in fact this was really clearly uh, in 2020 was shown that the physical processes uh, such as factory, uh, supply chain, uh, logistics, etc., are really uh, essential uh, to to the fulfillment process. Because if you don't produce or you don't deliver, you cannot make money as a, as a manufacturing company. And for I mean, we talk about the importance of factory, etc., since many many years. But for the first time, this 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 really was materialized when when company couldn't physically open their factories when company couldn't physically have a people in the factory or in the in the process to work so uh, what we see now is company are really investing in this environment to make sure it is uh, uh, not going to become a bottleneck anymore and uh, also becomes a source of competitive advantage and innovation and um, and automation is central here because if you think about automation on a broader perspective not just physical like robots machine controls but also the way you generate and analyze and distribute information so i'm talking about information technologies 
the, the automation really allows you to manage, for example, hybrid workforce, you manage, uh, raise the productivity of, of the workers you have there, uh, enables you to have greater flexibility, speed, quality, and innovation. So um, that's really what the big, uh, big changes, uh, factory and operation are put on the spotlight now. Yep, maybe let me add a couple of points here as well, because there's a one like say like a big big impact on the how companies organizations are performing now will be performing and that's the sustainability right that the need to have a to create a sustainable business and also to comply with the with the regulations right and also to comply with the uh, with the needs or uh, of, of customers right of the, of the market that's 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 a huge on the other hand, that's that's a big challenge from a technology perspective, right? And from the organization perspective, but from the other, it's it's a it's a really huge opportunity. And we believe that uh, the organizations who are who will be able to turn this, I mean, this need that this must into the business opportunity into the so-called let's say green business, these are going to be to to be to, to be a leaders in. Uh, in, in uh, let's say among uh, among their peers. You're listening to the Management Perspectives podcast. I'm Mike Lochran, and today I'm joined by Jan Burian and Lorenzo Vernesi of IDC. And today we're discussing the future of digital manufacturing. And and do you guys have a feel for? The, the, the scale of change within companies. I mean, we, we all recognize that they do need to change, um, but some have been quite slow to adopt, I, I would suggest. Uh, do you have a feel for the kind of the, the, the speed of pace that that has changed? Yes, um, so maybe I can uh, I can answer here. Um, uh, so uh, what, what also uh, 2020 has shown and uh, we have uh, uh, showcased it many times is that companies that already had digital technologies in place that went through uh, significant uh, um, efforts to, to, to pursue digital transformation in their organization, they had a much, much better performance over time on uh, profits and revenue. Uh, wise, this is really, really. There's a very strong link between these two elements. We we have a benchmark that we track, and this is really, really evident uh, here. And this has been been this divide between the sort of more digital and less digital companies. It's been growing since 2014, 2015, when digital transformation really took place. And in 2020, this is this has boomed because companies who had digital capabilities in place were much, much, much more resilient and more capable to deal with the big impact of the of the pandemic and all the subsequent economic uh, downturn. Um, so this has really, really created a bifurcated performance in the in the market, and uh, this has pushed company to to scale up their efforts even when they they weren't originally that or at the beginning of the of the year that that keen of moving ahead with digital. So we see by, by 2023, probably uh, most of the global organization in, in, in manufacturing and also elsewhere to like 75% to really being fully digital in two years and a half from now, uh, compared from the sort of 30% that we see, we see today. So in a way we see a 
tripling of the amount of company that will have a completed uh, digital transformation journey by 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 that time. So that's a really strong uptake, and this of course is not just across the factory, but is across all the all the digital uh, disciplines within an organization. But yeah, the uptake is really really significant. And that 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 alone is a staggering figure, going from quarter to three quarters of companies, um, you know, increasing the speed of their digital adoption. That 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 is phenomenal. And I, I think a couple of points I'd like to just kind of come back to, or, or just just raise, um, is around. You know, we've already mentioned around the the increase of, of automation, uh, the increase of digital technology, uh, the increase of digital adoption. And some people can get a little bit confused because um, you you both touched on automation does not just refer to the factory floor. It refers to automated processes throughout the company, um, which is the digital transformation journey. Right. It's not just in in one place. So 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 based on that that rapid um, increase of companies adopting a digital transformation, the requirement for more automation right the way across uh, the enterprise, the, the, the staggering amount of, of, of technology we're seeing. Can you share some experiences or, or some thoughts on challenges that companies are facing and, and how they can approach them uh, when, when they're rapidly increasing their digital adoption plan? Yeah, so yeah, so what we see is that the operational excellence initiatives uh, are substantially linked to the data excellence, right? So and the companies that don't take this issue seriously probably won't be able to rapidly scale technology through the industrial deployments uh, and there is being sidelined. So so the thing is that what we can see here that the, the real challenge is the integration between data and the processes in the real time, which is very complex to achieve. And frankly, I mean, to, to be able to scale the technology, this is really about the convergence uh, of uh, technology and, and the processes, right? Because that's, this, this world is still very human centric. So that's, that's the technology, technology is augmenting the human right with the or the uh, with the operators in the factories and the production plants with the, with the information but it's the, the, then it's a person a human a worker who needs to take that action right so that's why we see that the the automation uh, converge also uh, or supported or, or underlined with the with the, with the AI decision based models uh, will <clears throat> Or should should improve uh, this uh, this kind of like a system to, to be to be even uh, more autonomous. And when it comes to the when it comes to the, to the challenges, right? So what we see here that that's uh, we see that there's insufficient data quality and lack of universal standards, and it's due to the different and obsolete and inflexible legacy systems from multiple from multiple vendors. Right, so and that's a that's a real challenge because no one is able. Um, I mean, in certain situation, yes, but that's there are no greenfield factories, right? With the exception maybe of some gigafactories for the for the e-batteries, which are now being uh, being built uh, across the Europe. But the that's 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 a, that's 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 a, that's a one big challenge, right? The, the legacy systems and diff, and lack of the standards. Also, 
what we see, and and it also leads into the into the data silos, of course. I mean that was mentioned on your podcast many times, but that's that's the way it is, right? And it also comes from our our research out. And uh, there's also there's also the thing that it's not just about the technology, because from technology perspective, that's let's be frank, maybe almost everything is possible, right? So it's just a matter matter of money of, of investment, but there are also let's say there's a like a lack of organizational readiness and wide variation in the vision of smart manufacturing between the functions and organizations and that's 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 quite a common thing right so different people different positions they have you know in, in, in uh, the enterprise or company they have like a different understanding of of what digitization uh, or what digitization could could be right what it could be what the value could be there so that and, and, and sometimes it, it's really it's, it could be it could be really like a real barrier right to to and and it's and it ends and at the, at the um, i mean situation then then com- then companies are implementing only the, the siloed solutions right uh maybe lorenzo if you would like to add something about the, the lack of digital skills of employees because that's also very it's it's i mean it's it's always like a top three four uh, top three, four, among top three, four challenges or barriers when you're asking the the enterprises or the, the companies uh, about that. Yeah, and uh, actually, it's uh, it's very true. Um, one one thing that that we see is that uh, uh, with a with a new technology being deployed, I'm looking at the shop floor now, just just to make an example. But with a, with a, the amount of technologies that's been deployed in a, in a factory, and you know, more and more and more, the employees, the worker, the people that are down there are becoming more and more IT users themselves and IT creators because it is expected from this company to for these people to to deal with technology as a part of the day-to-day job and uh, what our research shows that when it comes to dependence of uh, of the the average uh, uh, factory worker but also the factory leaders uh, on IT for to solve these these issues is very high so they they when everything that has to do with data management analytics uh, the semantics uh, mapping and uh, and cyber security etc all these sort of uh, information management disciplines is something that they're not prepared to to manage really so the problem is how we can deliver information uh in a in an environment where the the people working there are not so independent and confident in managing uh, the the information and, and working with APIs, etc. While at the same time, the IT leaders in the organization are not competent enough to to understand the the the, the complexity of, of of the process that these people have to manage. So there's a gap here, and we think that the the, the key way to solve this gap is really to have uh, more and more user-friendly, easy, easy to manage, uh, uh, no-nonsense technology down on the shop floor to really facilitate this transition. Because uh, from the organizational point of view, a lot of companies are hitting a stumbling block uh, from this uh, from this point of view. That's that's really quite fascinating because when you do look at, uh, as I do a lot, the actual physical infrastructure and machinery utilized within manufacturing that that has not significantly changed in the last five years in many cases but that overlay 
of digitization and the linkage of data and the linkage of uh, manufacturing to enterprise and that piece where IT and OT are converging has changed. And, and, and you mentioned there around, you know, people's adoption and, and how, how you can bring along that skill set, that, that's many, many excellent years of skills that, that, that you want to capture, but also you've got a new workforce coming in, you've got this IT-led manufacturing basis. Unfortunately, we've run out of time in this episode, um, but we still have a lot more to discuss. If possible, I'd, I'd like to continue this in the next episode, so if you'll speak to me again then, um, that'd be great. In the meantime, thank you both very much for joining me today, and thank you, the listener, for your time too. You've been listening to the Management Perspectives podcast. Please follow me, Mike Lochran, on LinkedIn and Twitter, where I publish all of my podcasts and blogs. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, as this really helps the show. 